<laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Tom. I'm Bear. Welcome to the Midweek Tug, the Unrefined Guys. We just kind of do our thing. Kind of a, a midweek release point. It'll help you get through. Help you get over the hump. You know. Yeah. I happen to see this week. There are a, there's a podcast. I don't remember the name of it now, but it's like I don't know the Hump Day guys or something. Oh yeah, yeah. I was really pissed off about it when I saw it. <laughs> I dug through whatever site it was, and it didn't have any trademarks, and they don't call it the Midweek Tug. And the Midweek Tug means the unrefined guys. That's all it means for whatever anybody else might be thinking it means. We we put out innuendos and stuff, but you know we're, it, it is just midweek for the unrefined guys. That's it. I don't know what you perverts are thinking. <laughs> well, I know what us perverts <laughs> were thinking. That's why we went with it because it's freaking hilarious. We didn't help it any. No, well, especially some of our intros. All right, our outros are just as bad sometimes. 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 The whole point of the midweek tug is to kind of just have a midweek point where you can. Relax for a minute. Maybe take, laugh. Maybe take some education. With take you. take a break take, from take bullshit. A break from all the bullshit politics yeah. and God knows it's already started. No, it's horrible uh, out there. The Iowa caucus is behind us, and Super Tuesday is coming up soon. So, at some point, we'll have all the infighting of the Republican Party behind us. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not going to happen, but and so we'll have two candidates: uh, Democrat, Republican, of course, and Independent with RFK, um, who will be in it for the presidential uh, uh, election. And uh, so there's that. Um, and then in 2025, hopefully, we'll be able to just have normal shows about culture again. Not talk hopefully. about politics so damn much. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter in the sense that whoever side wins. It's still going to be a the other, show. The other side is going to be nitpicking and, and, and being stupid about it. What you can trust from us, no matter what sides win, we're going to be nitpicking. Yeah. Um, and that's just that. Well, we'll call out good if good happens. Like, hey, on Monday, I said something good about the Biden administration. Yeah, it was, we both agreed upon it. Yeah. And, you know, they do what they got to do. We're going to we're going to give them kudos. And when they screw up. Yeah, we're going to blast. Them. We're going to put them on blast. Same with the Republicans. We do it with them, too. That's what needs to happen. There's so much of the division anymore. But. We don't want to talk about politics today. Nope. Today we're going to talk about anything but politics, hopefully. Hopefully. And the best part about these shows is all of our normal listeners know we don't plan shit. Nope. So we have no idea where this is going to go. However. <laughs> we had some listener ideas. Yeah, we had show. some input. I just um, being sick and getting over stuff I didn't put in the time and being you know gone for a week. Right. I, I, I haven't had time to do my stuff. It's funny about age. Yeah. So you you you've got you had COVID for the first time. Yeah. Welcome to the um, antibody club. Right. Um, and so I experienced something this past week that was odd. Um, Tuesday I was at work and I was doing my thing and all of a sudden I had this pain in my elbow. It was weird. It wasn't like excruciating. It was just noticeable. Right. And I, I just like, sore. Yeah. I didn't bump it. Oh, it felt like I had hit it. Oh, okay. I was like, well, I didn't bump anything. What the hell? I touched it. it. It hurt. So I didn't touch it anymore. I went home, went to bed, woke up Wednesday, and still tender, but no big deal. Wednesday night, as I was getting ready to leave work, I, it just hit. It felt like I had elbowed a brick wall. Ouch. And I was like, what the hell? I reached back, and it was 
swollen a little bit and it was warm, 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 like I had hit it. Nothing. Long story short, I end up at the doctor for a different reason on Friday. And I, I said, hey, you know, I, well, since I, I'm here, yeah, I don't want to be that guy. I, I, when I make an appointment, I don't like to go to the doctor. When I do, I want to get what I got to get done and get out, leave them be to do their thing. I said, I don't want to be that guy who comes in here with 12 problems. I know I'm here for this, but can you just peek in? I took my hoodie off and he just looked over and he goes, oh, bursitis. Like he was across the room and just looked at it and went, that's what that is, bursitis. I said, what, what's a bursa? <laughs> <laughs> he explains it. It's basically just a sack that goes around your joint and it right. swells up from time to time. What causes it? Inflammation. That's what the itis is. It's swelling. I get that. But what causes it? Old age. Fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah. So I got to wrap this thing up, take some antibiotics, and hopefully it'll go away. But yeah, for playing football for years in mm-hmm. my life, um, I get bursitis and just random places at times, you know, it started in my ankles and then my knees and it's gone to my shoulders. Shoulders yeah. I've heard is pretty yeah. common. I, I had it in my shoulder and I've had it in my elbows before. And just from all that mm. happening in my life, I know what to do. And that's what they've done to you is yeah, you just know, wrap it up. Keep it yeah, kind of pressurized. You do, I, they do recommend you going and getting antibiotics because it could be infectious right? and it is an infection. Um, the worst case scenarios, they can drain it. They'd prefer yeah. not to, though, because it can make it worse. That's what he said. Yeah. So I had to do, you know, the water on the knee. You've heard that mm-hmm. before. I had to do it where they took the water out of my knee, and it was, it was the grossest thing I ever did. the same did. thing, though, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, when it happens in a joints like that, like your elbow and, and your knees, it, it's irritating as F because you're constantly moving those. Right. So it's hard to get it to go away. It it, it does take some time. No That's doubt. the unfortunate part. It's weird. <laughs> I you know I I don't know that I've ever had this before. If I did, it definitely wasn't to this extreme. But it's amazing. Like you just said, you don't realize how much you move it. Yeah. Sleeping, you yeah. go to, to to roll over. You use your arm. Oh, now you're awake, sucker. Yeah. So it's been, it, yeah, it's been in the last few days. Um, do you go to sit up in bed? Oh, yeah. You, you yeah. don't realize how much you use your elbows to do that. <laughs> Reaching for something, you yeah. know. I, I guess I could have understood it if it was my right arm. I'm right hand dominant. Um, I use my right arm more. I don't, I, my wife says I use my left hand more than I realize, and apparently I do. Yeah. Um, now you realize how much you use I it. I definitely <laughs> do. I, I use it as well, much as I use my right arm. I was told one time is that usually happens to the less dominant. Really? Side. That might, that would more make often sense. because it's more stagnant. It Not doesn't move movement. as much as the the other side. The that side, makes sense. You know that you use because like with my when I had the knee issue, it was on my left knee, which is not my dominant. Fair. You know that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's kind of odd. It, it it's just weird to have this ball of squish. Yeah, on your elbow and it hurts. Well, and then you you hit it on every. It's kind of oh, yeah. like when you bite your cheek. Yeah. For the next week, you bite that thing six yeah. or eight times a day. And it's similar. And like we had talked before the show, you probably bump it that often all the time. Right. You just don't have something sensitive that you notice. Right. Um, and that makes sense to me. But damn, it sucks. Yeah. It's weird. Like we were talking before the shows. I was talking about how I messed up my toenail. Mm. And and after that, I just was bumping it on everything. And it hurt so much. <laughs> oh, and the toes... 
similar to the mouth. Yeah. Like a toothache, I can say in context, toothache is probably one of the most excruciating pains because in the tooth, but your you don't whole realize, yeah. body feels like you've been run down. Well, and, no, and nobody ever thinks about there being nerves directly from your teeth into your, you into know, your to brain. brain yeah. yeah. But it's similar to the toe. When you smash your toe, when you rip a toenail, when you have an ingrown, whatever, it just, it's miserable because it radiates all the way up. Yeah. It's crazy how those are. So I'm glad it's my elbow and not my teeth. Yeah. Uh, or my toe. But still irritating. Yeah. Getting old doesn't suck, but it sucks. It's, it's got its downfalls. That's the for wisdom sure. portion of being old, I'm enjoying. Really? No. Okay. No, because now I... I was going to say, we were kind of... Now I question everything. Comfortably ignorant. That's exactly we were. <laughs> what we were. I question everything now, and I'm like, I have turned into my, my dad. <laughs> not not as yeah. much. Definitely my grandfather. Oh, yeah. Definitely my grandfather. I, I am definitely turning into that guy of, you know, that get off my lawn, you know. <laughs> I'm not quite at the get off my lawn yet, but I'm certainly skeptical. I don't care. If you tell me something I want to hear, I don't believe you. Yeah, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> if you tell me something I don't want to hear, I don't believe you. Right. I am going to question it all. I look into everything. And that's... There are times that I wish I could be more. You well, even when we were younger, you were always the oldest of the group in the sense that you would you were always questioning everything back then. You were yeah. over analyzing everything that was going on, it, which it, wasn't annoying when we were teenagers it, and stuff. It has its drawbacks for sure, but it made it easier. You know, when we we we'd go to you, and what do you think? And you went through all the possibilities, and you know the whatever you want to call it, you'd run through it, everything with us, and and then you know either change our minds or you'd solidify our, right. our resolves and what we were planning on doing. That's so weird, and I, I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't as aware of it then. No, you've always I, been that way. I am aware of it now, but <laughs> especially you know since probably two thousand and I would say two thousand eight ten, I really just. Everything to me, you know. I was going to say this. Tommy was never reckless with any decision. Where I shouldn't say wasn't totally reckless. He he made some poor decisions. Oh, but many. He did a lot less. You know, if you ask my mom, she was he was the worst um, influence on me ever. But, <laughs> but at the same time, true. I was Eddie Haskell. No, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny is she didn't really really know that i was the one that was out there recklessly doing shit <laughs> that tommy was the one that was always trying to be the good angel on the on the shoulder hey maybe we should i don't know do about that. always because i remember no, no, no. I, okay. I remember a couple Are... of hills with grocery carts and boxer shorts <laughs> that was a that was still, alcohol-induced stupidity i still don't know why we did that but i gotta tell you <laughs> That's one of the best memories. Um, and there's many, but that one, when people ask me, you know, what are your top five growing up memories of reckless fun? Um, I don't even remember how we ended up in that position. It was up the street from your house. Yeah, because I lived on a hill. There's a shopping cart, and we were, I think we were out on the front porch about 1.30 in the morning. You know, it'd be in fun. In the summertime. <laughs> hey, there's a grocery cart. Let's push it up to the top of the hill and ride down in it. And we did. I mean, we weren't in boxer shorts. We were in just sleeping shorts. Yeah, yeah. 
or or swim trunks, whatever. Swim trunks, yeah, that. you know, and it because that I know it was swim trunks because before we found we found the shop, that it just all came back to me. We went and snuck into the, the that's public right. We pool. were in the pool, <laughs> and the shopping cart was there. We used to. <laughs> there was a park about two blocks from Bear's house. It was, it was a big park for our neighborhood, and you know we didn't have a lot of money to go swimming in the daytime, and so we'd go swim at night. Yeah. We jumped and the fence and the we'd go once in a great weird while where somebody would catch us, it was a hey, shouldn't be in there, get out. Yeah. We never got in trouble, even when the cops caught us one time. Yeah, the, the cops were the ones that were like, yeah, like, how'd hey, you get in there? Oh, right, get well, in that's how you're getting out. Get out, <laughs> go home, stay out of the pool. That was it. Was the extent of it. Yeah. it was, and that's right. We were at the park <laughs> swimming. We got back to the house. And we we're like, hey, let's get in the shopping cart, and we. In hindsight, it would have been safer if one of us hadn't have been in the car. <laughs> but what the hell? And see, here's the thing about we, that. We, we thought we were going to be part of the Colorado downhill yeah. bobsled team or some shit. Or <laughs> soapbox derbies or something. I mean, we... And you know the saddest part? Kids today oh, no. will never get those opportunities. Well, that was the, the shittiest part about this whole story is we lived on a hill. Mm -hmm. and at the bottom of the hill was a four-way stop sign. <laughs> you can't stop a grocery cart. <laughs> we found that out. <laughs> You can scare the hell out of drivers when you're barreling through that <laughs> intersection, though. And you'd think at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning there wouldn't be traffic, but every time it seemed there was. It was fun. It was. And, you know, we could do so much. There's a whole lot to that story because we found out after the first run that we needed to grab the cushions off the porch couch because yep. we had a porch couch. Uh, we pulled the cushion off the porch couch. To put it in the shopping cart so it wouldn't hurt her ass. Because there was no shocks, yeah. And you're just on concrete and grocery cart wheels, and those aren't very. So we had the. I think we did it three or four or five times. <laughs> till it till we hit the curb. Yeah. And we're like, oh, okay, we're done. Yeah. It, the sad part about that is kids today won't know. No. They are not going to understand. Not when they have a whole term of uh, touch the grass is is a term that this generation has, which means go outside and. And literally touch the grass, go do something outside. And none of them will. No. You know, we didn't I, have that term. We didn't have <laughs> the, the best video game console we had was Atari. We well, didn't get Sega until high school. Yeah, I was going to say we didn't get Sega and or Nintendo until closer to yeah, high school. And Nintendo was probably right around high school. But we, you would wake up in the morning and you would hear kids outside. Yeah. Um, and like us laughing loudly at one thirty in the morning wasn't super uncommon no not in the summer and it just you know you you, you pull into any neighborhood today and you just don't hear it no oh, no you don't hear it it's sad um but you know it's also a sign of times you know our grandparents said it was sad that we were out playing with bikes and and Whatever you know, remote control cars because they were playing with sticks and rocks. Yeah, you know, and I guess it's a progression. It's just sad to see that that outside, the joy we got from being outside. Yeah, and it's funny you say that now because as, as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, I wonder how much of the problems that we have in this country in this world right now would be solved if we didn't have instant access to everything right like how much could we fix right 
if we didn't have these computers in our pockets, if we didn't have immediate access to everything, and we had to be ingenious and, and entertain ourselves. We had to be ingenious and become um, makeshift, makeshift MacGyvers. Oh, yeah. Because we, you know, like with our bicycles, for example, we found ways to make them more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were engineers when it came to fixing up stuff. Like, for example, the the shopping cart. We put the cushion. Something as simple as a cushion. <laughs> and it made it so much easier to go up and down the hill. So, you and, know. and it's funny because now as we're talking about this, I sit here and think, how often would I rather be at home? Back then? No, now. Oh, now. Well, compared to. Oh, well, now that we're older and we work for a living, home is everything. Yeah, it's like when somebody says, go big or go home, you underestimate right. my desire to be at home. <laughs> right. But how much how much different would I be if I touched grass more often? Yeah. If we got out well, more that, often. That's why the plans that I have for like the summer, the spring and the summer of going and doing things. Right. And it's because I want to get out and touch grass. Yeah. You know. It's funny. I don't know. See, this is how all of our episodes go. We just <laughs> end up on this track. The wife found out she's... She's in a maintenance phase of chemotherapy right now, and it's still chemotherapy, and, and the week after um, is a rough week for her. Um, this particular regimen that she's on, <clears throat> what she's found is it, it makes her extremely tired, and she gets this, like, horrible, horrible joint aches and pains. Hey, I'm sure. And... Um, she was kind of in the in the downs about it because she had her treatment this last Friday. She was in the downs about it, and, and, and she said, you know, I just I feel like I missed so much last year, and I'm going to miss so much this year because what, what she was told, and I think we easily both misinterpreted it, was that she would be on this next regimen for a year following her treatment. Okay. <clears throat> what she That's found, not true? Well, what, what she found out this Friday when she went to her appointment, well, Thursday, because she has a... Uh, she has a, an appointment the day before to, to get her labs right, drawn yeah, yeah. and then talk to the doctor um, to kind of prep for the next, what right. are new, new symptoms, all of this stuff. And one of the questions that I had her bring up uh, was about the joint pains. Um, they gave her a non-narcotic pain medication that just didn't work real well. Then they've given us a cream that seems to help somewhat. Um, she's trying to stay away from narcotics and whatnot, uh, which I admire, though I wish she wouldn't. Um, I'm on the same page as her. It's I like am through, too. Through my whole back thing, because you know you have injuries on yeah. your back. Uh, I have other people in my life that have had back injuries, and and a couple people are are severely addicted to some of these right. products. Well, and watching them, I did not want to go there at all. No, I, I agree. And and my wife was a lot like you in the sense I wish you would have gotten right. those because there's been days where you know how debilitating oh, it yeah. can be, but I would just have to lack of a better term, suck it up. And, you know, same situation as hers. I'd got the creams and I got right. the, the, the meloxicam, which is basically not basically, it's just a strong ibuprofen. Like an NSAID. Yeah, it yeah. is. Um, and that, those worked. Now I still had the pain, right. but the, also the way I look at things was the pain would always tell me when to stop. Sure. So if I was too numbed with narcotics, I would go too far and I'd fuck it up even worse. I I see what Uh, you're saying for sure. And just knowing of people in my life that have been dealing with addiction issues to those painkillers, 
I have a, a family member that he has back issues, really bad back issues, to where he openly admits that if he doesn't take his medication, his right. his, his uh, opioids, that he gets dope sick. Oh wow! Yeah, he starts having withdrawals and starts getting getting sick. I don't. You won't come close to that. And right. so I understand where Olivia is saying. I do too, but like I. There's nights where she will lay in bed and she can't get to sleep. Um, there's been a few nights where she cries oh, yeah. uh, because it, it's she's just so miserable. And I, when I asked the doctor about the non um, uh, narcotic, non narcotic, she said, "Look, you know, it's hit and miss. It works great for some people, and then it, it just doesn't do anything for others. We can try it." I also asked about a uh, an anti-inflammatory Celebrex because uh, I'd heard about it. The doctor said, well, that's, you know, last resort type of thing. And I said, what are your thoughts on a very, very low dosage as needed, not a right. constant um, narcotic? She said, that's, that's also last resort. I said, you don't understand where I'm at. No. Because I'm watching this. And my wife hates taking pills, period. So it's tough for her. Um, and, and again, I understand that because that's, that's her feeling as well. She, she, has, uh, she has family members who have dealt with addiction, and so she's careful. And I, and I admire that. But at the same time, she's also stubborn. Yeah. Um, same here. Probably as stubborn as you are, I would well. say. Um, and so it, it's difficult to watch. But I also respect that, you know, this is your journey, not mine. Yeah. Um, so anyway, to, to get to that, she found out th- at her Thursday appointment that either we misinterpreted or it was said wrong and, and either is possible. Um, she needs this treatment for a year's time. Well, she'd already been on this treatment for the four months that she was going through the intense chemotherapy. So it's, they're figuring that she'll be done with this treatment. It's an every three weeks she gets this this uh, this chemo. Um, she should be done by the end of May. Nice. Middle to end of nice. May. So um, I said, look, that's perfect timing. It's right as summer's getting to kick off. Um, that's a good time to be traveling. Perfect time to, we can go, you know, just for the, we used to love to do just a day trip. Yeah. You know, we'd, we'd drive to the mountains or we, you know, go somewhere and just get away from the house and not, not be around. And it's, it's funny because when you're married for as long as we're married, you take so much for granted. Yeah. Um, and I think it's probably pretty common. We take for granted the, they'll always be here. They'll, um, always accept this so that, you know, we just, uh, we don't have to do anything. You just know. And I think we're all guilty to some degree of that. And I think when when she was diagnosed with this cancer almost a year ago to the day, um, I realized how quickly we'd been taking things for granted. Um, so with this, with her her latest information that she'll be done sooner, I'm excited because yeah. then we'll be able to go and look. You know, something that we've talked about for doing for a long time and didn't do was just going to a couple of different natural springs and getting water. It's something simple like that um, can be impactful. I, somebody asked me the other day, so you guys have been married so long. What do you guys do to connect? And I couldn't answer. 
<laughs> like I had to really think about it. Like we don't, we're all, we're just connected. That's just it. And I knew that wasn't right. And, and all I could, you know, it's, it's really simple things. I work when she's home and when I get home, she's crawling into bed. Uh, but we've made it a point that I'll crawl into bed and, and we'll chit chat for a half hour, or, you know, just about the day. Um, we make that a, a purposeful thing. She makes it a point. She wakes me up in the morning to give me a kiss to say goodbye. And it's not just kiss on the forehead. It is a, a, a conscious wake me up so that I can yeah. be aware that I've said goodbye to you. Yeah. Um, little things like that. Really. I think when it comes to relationships, it's important. And, and to go along with what you said, touching grass, I think I agree with you. It's, it's an overused term, but it's so important. It is. It's really important to get back to reality when, uh, when life's got you fucked up. Well, and, and one of the things we talked about, I think it might have been on New Year's or some other show, but we had talked about the one thing that I've always wanted to do more of. And it's not, you know, I don't want more money. I don't want to do this. I don't want I, – those things would be nice. Don't sure, more money would be great, but – But the memories, making yeah. memories. Because one thing that I have always enjoyed between me and you is the memories that we have of oh, shit that we've done together. So I, making more of those is what I'd really like to do in this this next, you know, in summer and spring. Right. You know, doing little road trips, you know, overnights, uh, um, little vacation, vacay, vacay weekends, whatever they call them. Right. Um, Let's go know. to Mexico. <laughs> There's that. June. Well, I was just thinking like a road trip up to, uh, you know. Um, Estes. Or Rocky we could go to National Estes, Park. but I was thinking like, you know, up to like Rapid City. Oh, um, and you know, be cool. See Mount Rushmore, you know, which we've all seen. Am but. I am I weird in thinking, listen, there is a majesticness to Mount Rushmore. There is. But the reality is just four dudes on a rock. Yeah. And and right now they're four hated dudes. Yeah. Which is really weird. But you know, well, I don't only, that, only because but. of the Democrats. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean it's just, it, it's funny about what's like the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Everybody's seen pictures of the Grand Canyon, and they're like, oh, that's pretty. Yeah. I was guilty of this until the first time I walked out to that rim, and I went, holy fuck. Yeah. There is not a picture in the world that could do this any justice. Right. Being there in person is totally different. <laughs> it, it's breathtaking. Yeah. It's beautiful, It and it's it's a reality check. It's a reality check because it really brings you back to this shit's bigger than me. Not, yes, you know, realistically, the Grand Canyon's far bigger than me. But real realistically, this world and things that are happening in it is far. It's, well, it's you, more than just me. You look at the Grand Canyon and you realize how small your problems exactly are. You know how I get that feeling. I get that feeling when I'm up, up in an airplane. Oh yeah, and you look down on on the on the world, and yeah, I my my shit doesn't really fucking matter, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, to yeah. you, sure, yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. But if you can just step, but it's away, not everybody else's fucking problem, right? You know? <laughs> exactly. And I think part of our problems in human evolution, maybe, is that I think it's just second nature for us to expect that if I'm, you know, in a rut. Everybody around me needs to be in a rut. Misery loves company yeah, type thing. that's true. And if you can just step back from that and say, you know, 
yeah, I got some fucked up problems right now. It's funny you say that because I remember when I was going through my my going for my through my divorce with my first marriage is I wanted everybody around me to be miserable, right? And it annoyed the shit out of me that people like you and others were, you know, happy, bubbly, and, and yeah, you know, going through life all. And I was like, no, no, and, you know, it's something I had to get over, and I right. did. You know, but luckily, it's hard. It is. Because it's, you, what you're going through at that moment sucks mm-hmm. so bad. And it, you know, like you said, it's human nature to have everybody else be as depressed as you are right. at the moment. You know, and, and it was nice to have people that weren't depressed. And, and some people like you were like, oh, shut up and get over it. You didn't say it that harshly, right. but it was kind of the response I got from a lot of people. Hey, you've and, been you've been in this in this rut for a while. Let's. Do our best to get out of the rut and just think about something else. For yeah, a yeah, bit. yeah. It, it, it's funny as we get older yeah. <laughs> how we do start to realize that yeah, I've got I've got my problems, but well, and it's funny to realize how faster we get over some of the bumps in our right? in life. Like you watching you guys over this last year, watching that first six months of <sighs> the cancer was rough. Oh yeah, you know, and but seeing you guys in the last three months. It's, it's a totally different couple. It's totally different people. You know? I and I, I know it's because myself. she kicked her, you know, she kicked his ass. She um, kicked my ass too. Well, yeah. yeah. And you were not that pleasant either. You oh, know? I'm sure of that. <laughs> so. I remember those first months. Um, we would, you would walk in the door on our record day and we spent the first hour off, off mics. Yeah. And I was just bitching. And I remembered, I bitched about, and, and as I look back at it, some of it was significant. Yeah. But a lion's share of it was just me not being empathetic. I realize that. Not, yeah. not all of it. No, yeah. Not all of it. But a lot of it. You was, had legitimate gripes. Sure. You know. But to go back to the, the core of this, this, this conversation, what I was feeling at that moment was nothing. Right. Physically or mentally compared to what she was going through. Last night, she and I were sitting watching this. I, uh, this is us, I think is the name of it. Oh yeah. It's a show that was on network NBC, TV yeah. and now it's on, uh, uh, one of the streaming channels. I don't remember which one, but there was a point where there's a, a, a doctor whose wife recently passed away 14 months or so. And he, he couldn't let go of that. And I looked over at her and I said, I don't know that I could do what he's about to do. It was obvious he was going to start letting go of things. And I, I I looked at her and I said, I know that for a short time, it seemed forever long, but there was a moment, there was a long moment where I didn't know if I was going to be in his position. I didn't know. No, that fear, that fear was real for you. Yeah, absolutely. I've felt some fears before. I've been shot at. I've had cars driven at me. That's fear. I'll take those all day long. Yeah, absolutely. Compared yeah. to the thought of I'm about to lose my partner, my my puzzle piece that completes yeah. me. And that was really weird. And when she has a hard time having those conversations, but all I said was, I understand where he's coming from because I thought this for, for a couple of months. But even then, I can't imagine what she's feeling, wondering if she's going to wake up tomorrow. Yeah. I can't wrap my head around that. But then, like you said, when when you step back from it, somebody else has it worse. Yeah. Somebody else has got it worse. Yeah. 
And I think as we get older and we start to realize or, or similar or, or, or yeah, even and, similar. And, and you see them going through the struggle and you realize it, you can, yeah, you can get through. Absolutely. Yeah. can. And every time I, and unfortunately it's usually after the fact, Oh yeah. Um, I'm going through something. And then as we start to come out on the other side, all I remember thinking many times is every single problem that I've ever had, in the moment, it was huge. Yeah. In the moment, it was life-altering. Everything was, you know, the world's crumbling. But I woke up yep. the next day, and eventually it got better. Yep. Every single one of them. And I haven't lived a, a protected life by any stretch, but I haven't lived some of the shit that people have. Um, and so if we change our thought patterns of, yeah, I got, I got a fucked up moment in my life right now. And every other time I've had a fucked up moment, I've gotten through it. Yeah. If you just keep that in your head, it it doesn't fix the problem at the moment. But man, it sure helps. Yeah. You just, it, it's the 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 hard part is telling yourself you will get through this. Right. You can get through this. You've done this before. You know, we've gone through. Karen and I have gone through some shit, and uh, where we've built up something, we built up money, we've built up whatever. And something happened and we lost it all. We've had this happen two or two times in our lives um, while we're together. And um, when I got injured, that was another one. It was, a, it was, we lost a lot. And, uh, and I, you know, just kept telling her we will get through this. Right. Because we've done it before. Mm -hmm. I, one thing I know we're good at is, is getting over it. Bouncing getting back. Through, yeah. One thing I know that we're great at. So, mm -hmm. We just got to keep the faith and, and, and keep our, you know, lack of a better term, keep our nose up, our chin up, right. you know, and we got this. And going back, I think it's Jocko who says embrace the suck. Yeah. Um, and that, that I think is what got me through last year was I need, first and foremost, I have to feel things. Yeah. I am and have been in my life. One of those people that pushed those things to the side. I'll, it's not important. Yeah. It's you compartmentalize important. a lot. And not, not just you, but right. a lot of people do. And, and so this last year I felt when I felt I needed to cry, I cried. Um, when I needed to scream, I screamed. And I think that that helped me and it may not help everybody, but it helped me and my issue. It helped me to be able to cope better. Um, everybody has their own coping mechanism, their own skills that, that help them. And to go all the way back to the beginning of this conversation about touching grass there is there's studies that show a correlation of ground energy oh yeah that truly exists that if you go out and spend some time in not not in the cities typically but if you go out into the mountains into the wilderness out into the plains um and you touch real land um, that there is a, a an energy of sorts that the earth projects, right? That that will that can be absorbed through you. And I, I'm not real big into this this sciencey stuff. <laughs> We're not um, metaphysical, or, right. or anything not like that. Not at all. <laughs> but I do believe that the earth gives off an energy. Yeah, I firmly believe that. Just as sitting next to somebody projects an energy 
that can be absorbed. One bad apple spoils the whole bunch. Typically, you get an asshole in a bad mood. He has the potential. Right. To bank everybody in a Right, bad and, and it's true in a, in a small social situations where yep. you get somebody like I can be the one normally that is grumpy as F, and uh, it makes the whole group eventually really grumpy. It can, yeah. I, it I would it say irritates so. everybody. Everybody else gets irritable, and then the next thing you know, the group of people that you're with are just a bunch of assholes. The best part about you, though, is you recognize it. Yeah. And you... More so now than when we were younger, you recognize it and you make a very deliberate change. Yeah. You you, you get it off of your chest. Yeah. And then you're done. Um, didn't used to be that way when we were younger all the time. But <laughs> again, I think that's the wisdom of us growing older yes. and, and learning. Well, that didn't well, work out too well. well before. And there's been classes I've gone to and, sure. and being seeing a therapist and stuff and and. Knowing when I hit those moments, do you recognize it? And, and the best thing to do is to tell everybody, sorry, I was, I was being Shit. a jerk right then. I just, I don't know what was going through me right now or whatever. I, you know, my back is hurting, so I'm kind of grumpy. Whatever the case may be, right. acknowledging that I was, it changes the whole mood of the group. You know? Yeah. I, okay, well, yeah, we're good now. <laughs> yeah, and so this, this touching grass thing, like in that same instance, I think you you get out... Because I've noticed this when I was going through my PTSD stuff towards the end before I went to treatment, um, I, I, I escaped to the mountains for a while. Um, now, the reason that I left, because I, I did, I just disappeared. I checked out, did the Irish two-step, I was gone. Um, I was avoiding going to treatment. Um, and so when I went, and it took couple of weeks but towards the end i went and spent a lot of time in the mountains not because i thought i could get grounded or anything but because i thought it was a good escape nobody'd find me out here well at least not the people who were looking for me right um and what happened as a result was i ended up going dumbass what are you doing yeah you know you're wrecking everything you're the problem this this thing you're going through isn't the problem how you're choosing to not attack it is the problem uh and i came to my senses went to treatment and sure shit got better and i truly credit not entirely but i truly credit having that time it was it was about four or five days where i was just alone with my thoughts in nature and i think that that helped me push to the right direction so i think there is something even though it's overused <laughs> to this touch grass um, and I, you brought up something else about therapist. Yeah. I remember when we were younger, boy, we didn't, nope, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> I remember I used to joke and call it when you spelled it correctly. It was the rapist. Um, I'll let that settle for a second. <laughs> but as we've gotten older, it's okay. It is really nice to have somebody who's not attached to you. At all. Somebody with no skin in the game. Yeah, it, it has nothing to do with anything in your life. Listen to you and give you a point of view that is away from everything else. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's nice to have that. It's fabulous to have it. Yeah. And it's, we've got to get rid of the stigma of it. Yeah, I, I don't know how we do that. It's Luckily, nowadays, it's less stigmatized as it was it when is. we were younger. And even less stigmatized nowadays just because i think of all the the mental issues that are going oh. on out there 
um, and recognizing that people, some a lot of people have mental deficits, if right. you will. I'm not saying everybody's crazy, but there's evidence to say otherwise sometimes. I am. Um, <laughs> Y'all crazy. <laughs> well, I, one thing my therapist taught me was you don't like anyone. It's not that I don't like anyone. Is what I. That's what I. My. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. I used to say I. I don't like anyone. Right. I hate everybody, and that's not necessarily untrue. But she's like, it's not that you hate everyone. Is you're very protective of yourself, and you've put up all these guards around you, so you make and you have that resting bitch face. Mm-hmm. So you keep people away. That's just wait your self defense. You're guarding it, yeah. because you don't want them to get too close to fuck with your brain or, or to mess up your whatever is going on in your life. It's just you being protective. That makes perfect sense for both of us. Yeah. More so for you. <laughs> um, yeah. It's fascinating how as we get older, well, we get the squeaks, we get the joint aches, yeah. we get injured a lot better. Our energy um, isn't A little good. easier to get hurt. Yeah. A lot easier <laughs> to get hurt. But that our minds seem to, because um, we could go down and, in a shopping cart down right? a hill and barely get the road rash and get up and okay, we're good. If we <laughs> did that today, you and I would probably be in a in a hospital I'd room be in together, traction. yeah, <laughs> and we'd probably be there for at least a week or two, <laughs> right? And it'd only be one run, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it you know we get brittle, we get you know we get to that point, but for some reason our minds get sharper, at least temporarily. Unless you're Joe Biden. <laughs> uh, our minds well, get sharper and we kind of, it's that old, uh, that old story about there's a, a an old bull and a young bull at yeah. the top of the hill and, and the young bull looks at the old bull and says, why don't we run down there and screw all those cows, or, you know? And the old bull looks at the well, young let's one. Run down there and screw one of those bulls. Yeah, yeah. He says, why don't we run down there and screw one of them, them, them cows? And the old bull thinks for a minute and looks over and says, why don't we walk down and screw them all? Right. And it seems so simple. I remember hearing that story as a, as a kid and thinking, well, that's funny. Yeah. But there's so much wisdom in it. You know, if we just change how we think about everything, thinking about our problems. Yeah, I'm dealing with it at the moment, but every other problem I've ever had, I've gotten through it. Yeah. It may not have been comfortable, but I got through it. And we learn more from comfort. I've always believed you don't grow and learn from a place of comfort. No. You have to challenge your thinking. You have to challenge your belief system. And I think when we do that, it gives us a better opportunity to be more productive men. Right. Um, not to say that women don't get the same things from a different perspective, but you know, we're men, so I can talk about that. Yeah, it's easier. Even though I'm, I don't feel like I'm an expert at being a man by any stretch of the <laughs> oh, imagination. Anybody says they're an expert at being something, they're full of shit. You know. I think you're right, especially when it, <laughs> especially when it comes to all these things lately. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think there. I don't think you ever learn everything there is to know about one particular thing. Oh no. And I think that's what is the joy about doing our show is we say that right up front. You know, we we know a little bit about a lot, but right. you know. All that we've I, we've done this tagline so many times that it, it, it should ring true to people nowadays. It's it is not the journey per se. It, it's not the destination. It's not the destination. Is the journey? Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah, you're right. That's what I meant to say. 
That's why I kind of helped with that. <laughs> I think that that's such a, a beautiful statement, too, because... Um, Shit, my pants. Oh, sorry about that. Right here. I, I can't get it to stop. There we go. Um, to, to say that we is, we're so stuck in the rat race. Yeah. That... And that's why I want to do these little trips. It's always the destination. <laughs> it's always the next goal. It's, but nobody ever takes time to celebrate when that goal's achieved. Right. What's worse is nobody takes time to enjoy the journey to that goal. Right. And to reflect on what we've learned as, as the journey progressed. Yeah. And it's sad because that's going away more and more. It's always the next goal, the next uh, milestone. Well, I, I, you know, I, I accomplished a lot of things in my life, and I look back on them and think now I didn't enjoy it as much as I should have. Right. And that sucks. Yeah. That sucks. Speaking of enjoyment. What's up? Let's go back about, I think it was 2012. There was a, a box store ah. that released a commercial. It was fucking genius. <laughs> so hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Oh, let's see if I can find this thing, make it work right. I had the wrong button up, so. Right here? Ship my pants, you're kidding. You can ship your pants right here. You hear that? I can ship my pants for free. Wow. I just may ship my pants. Yeah, ship your pants. Billy, you can ship your pants, too. I can't wait to ship my pants, Dad. I just shipped my pants, and it's very convenient. Very convenient. Very convenient. I just shipped my drawers. I just shipped my nightie. I just shipped my bed. If you can't find what you're looking for in store, we'll find it at Kmart.com right now and ship it to you for free. Oh, my gosh. Rest in peace, Kmart, first right. and foremost. <laughs> How do they fail after a commercial like that? <laughs> well, you pointed it out very clearly. They merged with Sears. Yeah, Sears bought them out. And uh, w you couldn't make a commercial like that today. Oh, no. But the weird part is... That's the humor of our generation. The humor <laughs> that we've lost I, is... I, I want to bring up something real quick. I'm sorry. Um we have the, for an for example of the humor of our generation in in our first trip to Las Vegas, and we were oh wow <laughs> when we drove over the Hoover Dam. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, was, people, you do not know how many jokes, damn jokes that they made oh, during yeah. that time we were on the on the, on the reservoir. So there were five of us in a. Subaru Forester? Right? Uh, Outback. Subaru Outback. And this is back 2003, three, four, Something like that. Um, two, maybe. I don't know. It was around yeah. there somewhere. So there's there's two couples and then our single friend. And <laughs> it's about a 12, 13-hour journey from where we live. Yeah. And we just decided we're going. We booked the hotel room, and because we're young and dumb, we're going to straight shot this thing. We'll get there early. That wasn't originally the plan. That wasn't the plan, but that's what we did. <laughs> that's what we ended up doing. And you get a little punch drunk after being in a car for that long and being awake for that long and being on the road for yeah. that long. Um, and in a backseat of, a, of, a, of an Outback, at least 
the older models. That was in the late 90s model, if I yeah. remember correctly. It was pretty cramped. Now, back then, there were three smokers in that car. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the middle, the wife sitting to my left, and Matt sitting to the right. Or was I by the window? No, I was by the window. You were by the window. Matt was in the middle. Right. And we hit the dam. We know that we're about 30 or so minutes away from Las Vegas. We're about to, and you know, we're. This goes with the ship my pants. Yeah. Because the, the, the damn jokes were hilarious. So we start with the damn jokes and I don't know what possessed me. And this is, this also <laughs> goes to where we are as a society. Because if I were to do this today, right. this could get me canceled now. And I. Well, frankly, don't the, fucking care. What I want to, I want to visualize this for you people, or make you visualize this. Back then, you could drive over the top of the Hoover Dam, right over top. Um, there, you know, there, there's the road still there, but now they have a bridge that grows, goes over that area, so you don't actually drive on the dam. After nine eleven, they made sure that they built, started building this this bridge, right? Because they didn't want somebody stopping on the dam and exploit, yeah, exploding an IED and and destroying the dam anyway but on top of the dam there was also a whole bunch of pedestrians walking on both sides of the the highway and and then walking across the highway and cutting you off and and walking in front of your cars so i want to make that visually it was like you're driving in new york city ish right right. you know there was lots of pedestrians a lot of pedestrians a lot of cars and then tommy does this so i don't remember what time of year it was but i do remember it was was in april it was hot, yeah. especially being in the car cooped up. So I've got the window down, and there was a checkpoint about a quarter of a mile or so before you get to the actual dam, where, like, park ranger or something, check the cars. And he comes and asks, I don't remember, he just chit-chatted with her. He seemed to be chit-chatting with every car again. This is right after I, 9-11. Well I, well, I think they were asking if we were... Um Going to be visiting yeah, the dam or, that's right. um, or if just we were just driving, driving through. Yeah. yeah, And so he directs us towards the dam. And Matt makes the comment of some kind, and I don't remember exactly what it was. He says, that would have been hilarious if you'd have just drooled out the window like you were on the short bus. Now, I'm paraphrasing what he said <laughs> because he used the hard word. Um I would just use it. Well, yeah, he he said you should just act, you know, drool on the side of the car and acted retarded and just been really flirty, for a lack of better terms, yeah. with this this ranger. And I laughed it off at first until we <laughs> come around this corner and we you can now see the dam and <coughs> traffic is probably two to five miles an hour. If that, yeah. You got all these cars in it front. It was stop and go. All yeah. these cars behind. It's very much stop and go. And there's hundreds of people on this bridge on both sides and so the damn jokes have been going back and forth back and forth look it's a damn ranger look the damn ranger these damn people are here to see the damn bridge or the damn damn you know just (laughs) we have we have exhausted these and i don't know what overcame me but i messed up my hair i had hair back then i think i was wearing glasses yeah, I, I, I had glasses and I cocked the glasses so they were crooked on my face and I took some spit out of my mouth and put it down the side of my, my chin. And I started to rock <laughs> and I started to act 
retarded special. I was acting retarded and I was talking and making jokes. And all I remember is at one point I said something to the effect of, this is my auntie Matt. You were leaning out of the car. Yeah, I was. I, yeah, that's right. My you, head you, was out of the. car. What happened was he was leaning out of the car and he was he was talking to people and saying how excited he was to be at the dam. Oh, and I, that lady engages yeah, yeah. me. The lady engages him, and Matt slaps him on the back of his head. Full blown hard slap <laughs> on the back. Tells of him my get head. his ass back in the car. Get you, and he says, <laughs> "Get your ass back in the car, retard." Yeah. And I turned back and looked at him and said the first thing I said. And he, he turns back to the lady and says, that's my Auntie Matt. He touches me where I pee. <laughs> and this lady was mortified. <laughs> like, she was older. And she was super sweet to me. Just like, oh, are you having a good time? Where are you guys going? Oh, and I was just Well, that's when Karen up. turned around and said, Tommy, you having a good time at the dam? Yeah. And <laughs> I played this off until he hit me and, and he smacked me hard. It, it, it yeah. got my attention. My glasses crooked a little more. And so I, I wanted to stick with it. So I turned out the window and I was like, that's my auntie Matt. He took me where I pee. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought for sure, because we were only maybe a quarter, a third of the way over the dam. I think we were a little over half, yeah. And I was sure we were going to get pulled over. (laughs) I was sure of it. And uh, thankfully we didn't, but I was able to maintain and keep in character. A lot of us. Through the whole bridge ride. Even the wife was in on it, and (laughs) nobody knew it was coming. Nobody (laughs) had any idea it was coming. I just made this conscious decision Let's make this ride hilarious. And I began to flirt, quote unquote, with every passenger that would engage with me on that bridge as I was a every um, pedestrian. Yeah. Yeah. As I was was a mentally challenged kid. And then, you know, Matt, it was funny how many people were like, oh, hi, buddy, touching my hand, shaking my hand, touching my (laughs) high fives. It was amazing. (laughs) I was probably what, 20, 28, 29 at the time. Somewhere around there. Yeah. But apparently I, I make a good retard. So. <laughs> it was pretty convincing. And just for the record, <laughs> retard is, is back on the table. You can now use that word on X, so I'm good saying it. <laughs> I know it's offensive to some people. but It is I, kind of offensive, but at the same time... It's humorous. It's humorous. Well, yeah, there's that, but it, it's descriptive, you know-ish. It is. I mean, when when we talked about it's controversial, but that's what I'm going to yeah, go with. Controversial is good, but but nobody gets nobody bats an eyelid when you call somebody who sells their body for sex if you call them a whore. No, that's why true. why is that okay? All of a sudden, that that's okay. Yeah, yeah. And people are even calling OnlyFans models. I don't get that. No, they're not that, modeling. That, no, well, there are models on OnlyFans that will model their butthole. <laughs> yeah okay, but um, those model swimsuits or lingerie oh, okay. or or um, you know from men's side they they model underwear and stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah, you're looking at me like I have too much information. Well, no, I'm just I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm trying to play the there are, advocate here. <laughs> there are men on OnlyFans. Yes, there is. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Here's the thing. Naked I don't men, shop that side. Of the aisle, naked so. men aren't pretty. <laughs> Apparently they are to some people. I mean, if you're into the muscles, I guess maybe, but I don't, just something about a fucking right. board with a splinter. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand it. I don't know. Women's bodies are voluptuous and curvy and well, you know, beautiful. You're speaking as a heterosexual male, and so thank you for not calling me a cis male. <laughs> no, that I is, would never. That is a slur. 
and I hate people that use that word. Yeah, it's, it's, that one's offended, offensive. Stupid. Very offensive. But you know what? If we get offended, nobody gives a shit. No. Because we're white, straight males. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're going to go on to a rant. St. John's yeah. Hopkins stuck their foot in their mouths last week when they released their diversity president or whatever. Released uh, a newsletter. And it's, it's not political. It is political, but it's fucking funny. Because um, <clears throat> this bitch canceled herself. Um, basically, it was about privilege. Yeah. And she rattled off in this newsletter... If you are any of these, then you have unrecognized privilege. White, male, middle-income, able-bodied, have a job, Christian, and like one or two others. They released that to Johns Hopkins. Somebody, thankfully, was like, this bitch. And so they put it out on the social media. It caught fire, and she had to piss backwards on it. Now, we'll see if she gets fired, but you're the most recognizable hospital in the country. You're, well, yeah. And you put out some stupid fucking statement like, what is your problem, dumbass? Well, I don't, I don't think she'll get fired, but she actually had to say she was sorry, which I don't understand that either. You said it. Own it. I mean, even if you wrote it down in a, in a statement or uh, whatever, you wrote it, you, it your words. You, yeah, I said it, and it, it may have offended it, a it lot of people. Offensive. So. It was offensive. That's the thing about these people that get canceled or attempted canceled is they'll they apologize. Well, who are you apologizing to? Did you offend somebody specifically and why? Are you just offended because of the words? Look, I'm not offended by what she said. I think it's stupid. Yeah. I don't agree with what she said. She has a right to say it, and I'll defend her right to say it. Yeah. It's a beauty of our Constitution right there. Um, I but, don't, you know, and what she said is, is, like you said, stupid because of the fact that she's narrowing it down to one specific group of people. Right. White male, heterosexual, Christians, you know. Did you ever think we'd be in a point? Where we'd be the, the discriminated factor group in the world or country? The most, the most hated? The most hated, yeah. yeah. Um, we, we, you We've know, always have been. You know, that's Thankfully, Friday's <laughs> show, we're going to touch on some of that DEI stuff and how it's affecting or how it could potentially affect certain aspects in certain industries. But, yeah, I just I, I wanted to bring that up just because it's, it's ridiculous. And it, it goes along with this, the word retard. I understand people disdain for the word. Yeah. But, you know, back in the mid-90s, there was a, a show, I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head, but they brought out a semi-main character's name was Corky. Yeah, Life Goes On. Life Goes On, thank you. And Corky was a Down Syndrome guy yeah. who you just fell in love with. Right. As you typically do with most of these Down Syndrome folks, because they just have a unique perspective and a... A genuineness to them. Some of them have anger issues, but not many. Um, yeah, that's more rare than people. It is. Think. It is. But I've heard many Down syndrome. We, there was a Down syndrome kid we had in high school who always. Oh, he's the sweetest dude. Called people retard, though. Yeah. But he used it as a term, but he was the sweetest kid in the world. Would give you the, back, the shirt off his back and anything you needed. 
but he wasn't stupid. No. By any stretch of the imagination. He just, you know, had a messed up chromosome. That's all. I, I don't understand why people get offended by words. No. Now, look, the N-word, some Jewish slangs, I get those. They have a whole lot of oppression attached to them. Right. I understand that. But retard? I understand if some people might be just because it's it's derogatory. But we were called cracker, <laughs> honky, um, mayo monkey. Yeah. Those are fucking funny to me, but I... <laughs> Well, so the difference is, and and there's other races like the Polish people. Oh my um, gosh! The 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 hung, Hungarians, the, the Slovenians, the Bojans, um, even Italians. Have, oh, Italians get it bad too. Yeah, they they've and, and Irish, Irish. You no, know, they they we they just embraced. No, and that's not the right word, but they've taken it on and and they're like, okay, you're not going to hurt me with this word, right? And now, like going back to the N word and and some of the other Jewish slurs, like you were saying, yes, they're offensive, mm-hmm. and I understand why they offend you. Absolutely. But if you leaned into it a little bit more, like the rappers, yeah, if you leaned into that word, and I'm not saying own it, I'm right. just saying if you leaned into it and not let it bother you, it'll go away. As it was before 2008. Yeah. But enough about that. Yeah. Um. I always thought that was interesting that it's such an offensive word. It's so offensive, in fact, that we're going to call ourselves that in our own little social groups. Yeah. We're going to use it because they we, owned it. We can use it, but you can't. Right. They they took ownership of that word. Many did. Yeah. Um, and I admire that and respect it. But at some point, I, I can't think that a word has ever hurt me physically. No. I don't believe it has. Now, I had a, an occasion where a word pissed me off. Um, a word garnered an emotion from me, and then I had to step back and realize that's my fault. Yeah. Because I allowed that to take place. It's like these, and again, I'm not getting into the political or, or, or even the cultural aspects of this, these pronouns or you know all these different redefining of words that's happening today where people just want to they just want to be victims and well i have heard from some therapists and some psychiatrists and psychologists and what they've said is the the whole pronoun and gender thing that's going on and this is their words Mm -hmm. it's a fad Social contagion. Yeah, it's, it's a fact. It, it, this is a thing that hopefully later on down the road, soon, they'll they'll all sit there and go, boy, that was stupid, and then just let it go. Now, yeah. I know there's a lot of militant people in that mm-hmm. community that will hold on to it as long as they possibly can because there's a lot of militant black people sure. that hold on to their stuff. And and same with whites and everybody else. Muslims. Yeah. yeah. They're going to hold on to it because they want you to remember what this meant, you know, what this meant to them. But the thing is, is if you let it bother you, if me saying he, she, whatever, and that offends you or pisses you off, well, again, like you said, that's your issue. It's not my issue. It goes it, back to your shirt. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> I love that shirt. <clears throat> 
Hey, the shirt he's talking about, it says, uh, I'm only responsible for what I say, not what you understand. Mm-hmm. So it's true. It, you know, or your way of taking it or whatever. It, it, it amuses me, and, and we're venturing a little bit, but whatever. Um, it amuses me at these people want us to, and let's just, for, for the sake of this argument, the N-word, okay? Um, they want us to understand the pain that that word carries i can't understand it because i'm not there but i wasn't alive at that time right i empathize with (laughs) with the power that that word has. absolutely i i 100 do and i agree we need to be more sensitive at the same time the very same people want us to remember the history they want us to remember while in the same breath want us to get rid of the history that they don't like. Well, and they also want to go back to segregation and shit like that, <clears throat> which they their ancestors or you know, just recent. Excuse me, I'm sorry. <clears throat> they're just recent uh, um, family members mm-hmm. or, or whatever fought so hard to get away from to get away from. Now you want to go back to it, and, and you're pushing it because in, in, what I'm saying by you're pushing it is is you're unwillingly pushing what was already defeated yeah what people of color study groups well and you know the the white people shouldn't be in this part of town shouldn't be in this particular area of the building right shouldn't be at this holiday christmas party this is this is a black only library right i I don't why are we back there and and (laughs) and yet they want to tear down the other portions of history that they don't like Right. So because so-and-so owned slaves, we shouldn't have anything. Thomas Jefferson. Or George Washington. George Washington. Um, Abe Lincoln. Right. Um, Stapleton here in the in Colorado, you know, was was not a great person. Yeah, he was a dick from what I understand. But we had areas of the town named after him. We had an airport named after, after him. Um and they want to change all that. They, they want to erase that history. The things that many people forget. Those who forget history are doomed, doomed to repeat it. Well, I was gonna, I was going to bring up Auschwitz. Okay, Auschwitz is one of the biggest concentration camps that happened mm-hmm. during the Nazi regime, where they killed a lot of Jewish people, and not just Jews. They were doing gypsies and and homosexuals right. for that matter, uh, that, killing them. That is, um, they didn't tear it down. Mm. They left it standing, and you can go tour it. Um, and from what I understand, I've never been there. I've always wanted you know, to go to 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 understand right. what was going on. Apparently, it's very sad when you walk in there because they have a mountain of shoes that they were taken away from all the people who were in the camp. They the have, Holocaust yeah. Museum in D.C. has a, a, an exhibit similar. Yeah. And it, the smell. Oh, really? You can smell it still. Well, and the, my point is, is those are left to remind us of shit that could happen if we don't watch ourselves. And it's terrifying. So to having think. A, a statue of Robert E. Lee is not necessarily a bad thing. No, and it's not celebrating Robert E. Lee. It's for us to go that motherfucker. Well, sure, but you know, but did he? I mean, did he do all the stuff that he's? You know, we don't know that for sure. We weren't there. Who writes history? The winners. The winners do so, and and here's the thing: is we're we're bending the knee to the loud minority, and we are spending so much 
money and so much effort and so much time on shitty people. Yeah. And when, we'll, 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 when, we, you know what? When it would be easier for us to just act like humans. Weird. If we would just respect each other as humans, it, it's a much easier road to take than the one that we're on right now. We'll talk about this, too, on Friday's show about the immigration problem. Yeah. And our own citizens. Yeah. And the dynamic and maybe the why, though I don't think we'll figure that piece out. But <laughs> it, don't be a shitty person. It's, it's that simple. And I'm guilty. I've, I've, I'm a shitty person sometimes. Fair. So am I. I am. I, I have road rage and I say some pretty mean stuff. I've been with you. Yeah. I, uh, I admit that. You have road rage riding with me. <laughs> I do. I, I don't like dumb drivers. Sad part is, is f- I think I was only, so prior to 2018, I didn't have road rage. I'd never experienced this traffic and on a frequent basis. <laughs> and within four months up here, I felt like I pretty much mastered it. Uh, road rage, that was. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it's just now. A, do you find yourself, when you hear about a road rage in- incident that turned violent, do you find yourself going, hmm, I get it? <laughs> do you do you, not... You kind of not um, sympathize, but you understand how it happens. <laughs> I, I can understand how it happens because if I were to let my road rage get yeah, too far, yeah. I think I could see it yeah. for sure. Or I could piss somebody off Yeah, to the point that they might do that. Uh, now, I don't. That's sad. That's the part that's yeah, sad. <laughs> I don't, I don't break check people much. I don't, um, I don't. I cut, never understood that. I don't either. You're about to take that and ruin your car. Yeah. Just to prove a point. Or, that guy pissed you off. Yeah. It's weird. I don't cut people off for similar reasons. I don't. I I should say I don't. I try not right. to cut people off. Right. Occasionally um, it has to happen. But when you have those people, are, you know, I'm not trying to excuse it, but there's those instances where you're trying to get into that lane. Mm-hmm. And then you got that one guy that's hanging right on your quarter panel that won't let you over. Yep. Yep. And, no, and, I agree. So you slow down, they slow down. You speed up, they speed up. They won't let you over because they don't want you to take that property. That's right when you need to clip them. Well, and that's oh, what, that's wait. usually the people I cut off. That's the shit. That's the shitty person. <laughs> and and I, 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 I think that that's the key is being able to a admit it, b understand that you don't know what that person's going through. Yeah, you don't know what's going. You know, and, and you look at shitty people, and I'll use. I don't know, some random generic Joe Biden, for instance. Okay, (laughs) Okay. go ahead. He understands that he is displacing people for other people, and he don't give a shit. He doesn't care. Most politicians understand that they are lying sacks of shit and that they're hurting the very citizens of this country that they have sworn an oath to uphold to protect and that they don't care. All they care about is their pockets, and getting their, re- their status, and getting reelected. That's it. And if we, like, if I could change anything, if I had magic, <laughs> yeah, I might wish for money, but I think more likely I would wish that everybody could just be a good person. Yeah. I think that would change dramatically how we, how we, act as a society being a good person isn't an easy 
thing oh. to do. And that's what we were hinting at with the road rage thing is, you know, we all admit that we've had those moments where we're, we're dickheads too. Absolutely. Um, but to try to, to be less of a dickhead to most of the people is, is the goal is if we can all treat each other like the human beings and American citizens that we are, it would, it's a lot easier to do than you think. It's a lot easier. That's a great place to wrap up the show. <laughs> Don't be a dickhead. <laughs> I have to remind myself that at times. Me too. <laughs> a lot more often than I'd like. Right. <laughs> well, that was an interesting tug. We went serious. Yeah, we did. That's okay. It needs to happen once in a while. Hope you enjoyed that story of the dam. It was, it was oh, really funny. There are a whole lot more of those oh, yes, stories. There are. You're going to have to do that story because I was up there. <laughs> if you like what we do, tell a friend. If you also like what we do, support us. Uh, go to patron.podbean.com forward slash unrestrained. Become a member where you'll receive access to all of our episodes with the exception of the midweek tug. Uh, the day before they're released, you'll also get access to our unrestrained shows. There's two of them out right now. We intend to do more. And you never know. You might be on one of those you shows. You could end up being on one where we'll just reach out to you and say, hey, you're going to spend a couple hours with us weird guys, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Hit us up on our socials. The DMs are always open, at least for now. Um, reach out to us. Tell us where you're listening from. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We want to hear that. Disagree with us if you disagree. Make us see a different point of view. Or try. <laughs> we are pretty stubborn. <laughs> Generally, though, we're not dickheads. No, we're not. Not all the time. So Friday, I guess we're going to talk about... Dickheads? Dickheads. Okay. Mostly Joe Biden. Um, Enough said. Texas. Oh, yeah. National Guard. Texas National Guard is activated, and they are actively pushing against the feds. And taking over Eagle Pass, I believe is the name of that park. Are we inching closer to a civil conflict in the United States? Feels like it. We shall see. We'll see you Friday. Thanks for the midweek tug. Uh, Clean up your own mess. Don't use our shirt. Use your towel. (laughs) Your own damn towel. I'm Tommy. I'm Barrett.